If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where I'm Beth. <laughs> and I'm Brian. And this is literally the third time we have tried to record this episode this without topic, incident. This topic is cursed. This topic is definitely cursed. What the actual fuck? <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't boy. know what is going on, but... Yeah, um, just to give you a little teaser, we're talking about children and relationships. Yeah, which Brian initially, what we oh. recorded the very first time with my best friend Laura... Um, Besides Brian, of course. And uh, that episode got deleted on accident because Brian's computer was being dumb. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to record it again just a little bit ago. And oopsie doodle, mine just stopped like 14 minutes in for no reason. Very strange. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until 43 minutes into <laughs> recording. So that was really fun. Cool, cool. So to yeah. recap our last episode, we talked about love during the apocalypse. Yes, which was um, a lot of fun and very, you know, we took a lot of positivity away from it. When I, you know, we said during the second take of this uh, this topic, it's not like we're, I, I think with online dating especially, yeah. <clears throat> you are more zeroed in, you are more focused on finding somebody because your options of dates are very limited. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the fact that like, you know, when inviting someone over to your house is like one of the only options, like you're forced into getting to know that person a lot better before hand, you know, than you would if you're just meeting somebody up like at a random restaurant or something. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. No, mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely okay to do that. But um, I think that, you know, like I personally have found um, much more meaningful relationship out of mm -hmm. it. Without, no, for sure. Without breaking the curse. Mm-hmm. Or uh, without inviting the curse to ruin <laughs> <laughs> my current right. situation. But, um, yeah. No, you know, I, I'm not opposed. You, I also feel like, you know, people who, you know, single moms who do have kids... They've got to kind of get away from that, put their priorities right, or not right, but, you know, we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll uh, get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But, uh, you know, they're also a little bit more... Um, I think forcing you to get to know somebody better is the best thing for somebody, really yes. anybody, but especially if you have kids or something and, like... You know, um, obviously right now you can't get away from your kids. Like, they're stuck at home. Yeah. In a lot of cases, you're stuck at home. And, um, you know, with no... You can't just invite a dude over to your house if you have kids. That's for sure. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, or you get to know them well enough to where it's kind of like, maybe okay. you can come over after yeah, the kid after falls asleep. You know, yeah, something. Something, yeah. 
Um, but also, you know, just, you know, it's a good time to take a look at all of the relationships in your life. If you're already with someone and you're stuck at home, you know, like there's a lot of good advice on what you can do to uh, not want to destroy each other <laughs> right. and, uh, you know, drive your children into a lake. Um, yeah. And also to foster the loving relationships you already have with your family and friends. So Absolutely. Definitely check that episode out if you can. Um, and if you like that episode and all of our other episodes, you can become a sponsor of the show on Patreon. Like our new friend Jared in East Troy, Wisconsin. Oh. Who just earned himself that beer crack. I'm going to give him a double beer crack because I need one too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for as little as $5, you can visit our Patreon page, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Frank and Beans, and become a sponsor. And uh, if you, we also put it out there that if you can find an episode where I don't break into song, <laughs> that counts for this episode. Yes, it does. Then we will send you a free Frank and Beans t-shirt. Yeah. Screen printed and handmade by me. Exactly. And if you don't want to go through all the work of finding an episode where I don't break into song, you can get one for as little as a $20 Patreon sponsorship. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you want to do something that will help us out for absolute free, leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook or any of the other places that you can do that on and it would be swell. Uh, for sure. It will help other people to hear our show, which will make better daters out there for your potential suitors. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, if you want to just comment or you have questions or queries, definitely email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. And it's the letters Frank November Bravo podcast at gmail.com. Boom. Yes. All right, Brian, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about children and relationships. <laughs> For the third time. For the third Take motherfucking three. time. Oh Take my three. gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I just think that like the podcast gods do not want us talking about this uh, topic. I mean, but that's exactly why we need to do it cuz we just <laughs> need to like be like, listen, this episode is getting out there. Mhm. Mm Period. Yeah. Yeah, and side you note, know, we're, side note, we're already drunk. Um, yes, because <laughs> we were drinking forty-five minutes into this episode. I and drank the world's biggest frozen lemonade and vodka from Chick Fil A. Thank you, DoorDash. Mm, gotta love DoorDash. I mean, DoorDash is basically an unofficial sponsor of the show, considering they're <laughs> exclusively making sure that I am fed during this time. Yeah, they have kept me alive for the quarantine, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But since something else y'all are doing a lot of during the quarantine is fucking. Mm -hmm. Y'all be fucking. Y'all be fucking. Y'all ever be fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Gray, early shout out. <laughs> mm. um, but since y'all be fucking during the apocalypse, we want to provide this following cautionary tale regarding having children. Yes. And so, the effects that it will have on your relationship. And it will have on your relationship, yeah. <laughs> yes. It will happen. Yeah. 
So Ryan, we kind of talked. Okay. To give you a backstory, I have, if this is a newer episode for you, I do not have children at all. And I have two children. Um, they're nine and 11. So they're not like, they're not itty bitties. But no. uh, yeah, kept them alive but, long enough to reach, you know, their ninth and 11th birthdays. They're pretty studly too. So good job. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool kids. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, there was a 30 year study that concluded. Um, that relationships between spouses suffer once kids come along. Do you believe yeah. that, Beth? I believe it. <laughs> of course, yeah. I believe it because, yeah. Um, of course. Well, I was an unwanted, well, not an unwanted child, but like mm-hmm. my dad definitely did not want any, uh, any more kids. And my parents definitely did get divorced shortly after my birth. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad was like, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. I just didn't want any more of, of stupid kids. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted you, and that would have been enough. So, sure. no, but, you know, but, you know, obviously, like, you know, research has found that when comparing couples with and without children, the rate of decline in relationship satisfaction is nearly twice as steep for couples who have kids. Yeah. Oof. Twice as steep. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, but, relationships are always going to suffer some sort of decline, you know? But yeah, but I, I mean, to be twice as steep, twice as much? Yeah. Yikes. Twice as fast. That's rough. That is rough. So um, even though satisfaction declines, am I in the right spot? Fuck. Yeah, no, I definitely, well, I, I guess I kind of skipped ahead. When the pregnancy is unplanned... Like me, mm-hmm. the parents experience even greater negative impacts on the relationship. Oh, and we talked about that to where it's like, yeah, there might be some um, resentment towards somebody. Like, you told me you were on the pill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Or, or like, like, we said we were only going to have two or something like that. Right. You never um, know. Right. Or, well, shit, we're already broke as fuck. We don't need more kids. Like, mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's going to be some resentment there. There's going to be some hostility, I think, in that in that situation to yeah. where it's like, mm. Yeah. We were done with this, and surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. So even though satisfaction declines with the new parents, uh, the likelihood of do- divorce declines, which is kind oh, of- Oh, hell. Yeah, well, I mean that that so kind of makes sense because like oh, so I guess if you have a keeper, maybe it's effective. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense because it's like you know effective in keeping him, but not keeping him happy. Right, and, and you know, oh, we're pregnant. I guess we'll do the right thing and get the or not get divorced. We'll we'll make it work. You know, so we'll just stay miserable together for the we'll kids. Just, yeah, absolutely. That works every time. Yeah. <laughs> it feel like Except that's the not. natural choice. <laughs> Except not at all. Mm. Yeah, no. No, it never works. No. Uh, you know, and young couples are particularly likely to think that having kids will bring them closer together. But statistics do say otherwise. I mean, and also doesn't common sense say otherwise? Like the the problem with your relationship is that you is, is not that you don't have kids, right? Exactly. 
you know, and we've talked about this with the swinging episode to where it's like the yes. problem with your relationship is not that you're not fucking other people. Exactly. Yeah. Like a drastic decision like that has never solved any relationship woes. No, no. Like, I uh, highly doubt. <laughs> Just made me think of the Tiger King. Right. <laughs> and what's his name? Jeff and his wife. Uh huh. Yeah, like, I think they're just natural swingers. Like, that did not save their relationship. They just, <laughs> they just be fucking. They just be fucking. Other people. <laughs> Other people. And buying tigers. Yeah. Have you considered Which, buying a tiger? Maybe buying a tiger is the better choice for your relationship. I mean, it seems less uh, less damaging than <gasps> having kids. Or- and also, did you hear how, like, they did have a baby, and then he was like, she just has to give back to the gym, and did it do? It's like, right, and then let me hire this hot nanny. Oh, uh, yeah. If a dude ever told me some shit like that, like, if I was pregnant or just had a baby... It would be the last fuck. I'd feed his ass to the tigers a la Carol. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Get that sardine oil. Yeah. (laughs) Nice knowing you, fucker. On his dick. Immediately. I'd be (laughs) lubing his dick with sardine oil. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that guy is fucking human cockroach. (laughs) Yes. Worst person ever. Agreed. So um, parents become more distant and more businesslike. With one another. Yes, like transactional. Yeah, Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, things like feeding, bathing, clothing, they all take time and energy away from the relationship. Absolutely. So, yeah, so the the interactions that you have are much more transactional in that way. Yeah, and for example, like, how was your day turns into who's changing the diaper. Ooh. Ooh. I'll give you one good guess. It's not Beth. Right. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> one, two, three, not it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and that becomes, I, I, yeah, that's going to create some problems. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I know that a lot of my identity is, like, my sexuality, you know? Mm-hmm. And so from, like, uh, if my identity was to shift from, like, lover to mother, that would be, like, a very difficult thing for me to undertake, I guess. No, absolutely. And now, like, you know, when your when your titties go for for fun to for feeding. No, like, these eh. are for fun only. <laughs> these are sexual <laughs> sexual purposes only, people. Yeah, fair enough. But like the titties, the uh, vagina, it's sexual purposes only. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then when, you know, you push a baby through and, like, this is how you feed it because science. And then, uh, like, the, I feel like that kind of desexualizes yeah. the, mother, the, the lover. That's the transition from lover to mother. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It's rough. Yeah. Mm, and with that, sexual intimacy declines. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) Imagine seeing a baby pushed out of a vagina and then being like, "Mm, I immediately am not, my dick isn't hard. It's weird. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, there's statistics on like how many, how many men go from eating pussy to not eating pussy after seeing a birth. Oh, yeah, for sure. And again, I wonder why. Well, yeah, you know, and then, you know, you're just going to stop besides like, you know, that being a huge part of like foreplay, 
which you're not going to have time for anymore. You know, people stop doing and saying the little things that make a relationship special, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not going to like, you know, you know, a forget about foreplay anymore. Obviously you have five minutes to get fucking. And and so sucking dick and, you know, eating pussy are out the door, but also, but also, you know, the little things like leaving her a note before you leave for work. That just is like, Oh, I love you, babe or whatever, you know, like sure. that turns into like making sure that you have everything you need in the diaper bag before you drop the kid off and run back in the house 75 times while they're in the car seat, you know, <laughs> right. like it's just, yeah. Yeah. That all cuts into that. Um, I almost had baby Relation- making time. But relationship time. Relationship time. Absolutely. Yeah. All those little, the little things definitely go away. For sure. So, also with, you know, having a kid, um, the mother normally bears the brunt of the extra load. For sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, like, I already have a hard enough time getting all of the household chores done. Mm-hmm. Like, forget about, you know, if a guy is like, oh, we both went to work today, and them dishes aren't going to do themselves. I, you know, it's like, excuse me? No. Right. No. And no. also, like, women that are being... Okay. I give full credit to families that, like, don't have to have the mother work full time. Like, mm-hmm. if you can do that and you can be a stay-at-home mom, that's great. But don't you fucking dare shame women that are going to work full time anyway. No. You know, a lot of families can't afford that, period. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of different people like, oh, my God, my best friend Meg, like, she is a super duper mom. Like, she, you know, her her husband left for FBI training camp for three months, and she had to still work full time, still go and make sure that their son was dropped off at daycare every day, that he was picked up at the right time when he's sick and crying it needs to be put to bed and she's got no one to help her. It's like, you know, like it's so much harder than you think mm-hmm. to not like, I can only like think of my own life and how at the end of the day, like I get home and barely want to do the dishes, let alone like if there's a whole nother human being to take care of on top of it, I would right. lose my fucking mind. Well, and this is assuming that it's still like, a dual income household. Right. Or, you yeah. know, the, the dad stuck around or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Good call. Single moms have no choice with this. I have no idea how my mom did it. Holy fucking shit. Right. Yeah. No, no fun. Um, yeah. so yeah, most likely, um, women are most likely to be on call. Mm-hmm. During the night to wake up for feedings and cryings and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, there is something about like, yeah, moms know how to soothe. And, you know, also feeding, men don't lactate. So, yeah, for sure. There, I mean, there's obviously, that. there's the whole breastfeeding like part of it. But then, like, even once you get past that point where it's like, mom, I had a nightmare, you know, like, okay, come pee in our bed instead. Or <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, right. and I feel like most men. I mean, maybe they're they're not as sensitive to like, oh, you had a nightmare. Cool, it was just a dream. Go back to bed. Right, or I mean, it's just like mothers are more like. I mean, we're more nurturing by nature. So obviously, yeah, no, that makes sense. 
You know, yeah. like they're more likely to just get up and take care of it because it's in their nature. When even when my boys were off of the tit and onto um, formula, yeah, I can get up and I can make a bottle, but like there's something about the way a mom holds a child or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. I mean, it's, yeah, so sorry. They're used to it since <laughs> birth, yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and that's not to, like, put down dads either because, you know, obviously, like, mothers a lot of time, if you have, like, even one child, but let alone many children, like, you may have to cut hours at work, which puts Mm -hmm. more financial pressure on the father to make sure that everyone is still taken care of, you know, with either the same income or, you know, like, I mean... I know that, like, me, I'm, like, if I don't like my job, fuck it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, right. if someone treats me with disrespect or I don't like it, like, I will find another job in two seconds that will pick me up and, you know, embrace me because I'm a kick-ass employee. But, like, I don't have, like, there's a dog that takes, that depends on me financially, yeah. you know. And so, for me, I can, I have, like, the freedom to, you know, just, like, not deal with bullshit at work and not every, if you have, you know, a mother and a child that are depending on you financially, like that's a lot. So you have to give 110% every single day and deal with a lot more shit than you would have previous to having a child financially depending on you. And I almost feel like employers know that, like they know that they can push somebody who just had a child a little bit harder or a little bit further just you because think so? I, th- I I mean, after hearing this for the third time, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, these employers might be a little more harder on the people that just had a kid because what are you going to do about it? You've well, got a no, wife and a, a kid to take A lot of times people that don't have kids are the ones that are forced to like get stuck at work later that have to put in the extra time because they know that we don't have kids. That's fair. So they know that we can. So I don't really think that that's necessarily true. No, I can see that point. Yeah. And that definitely pisses me off. It's a complete, like, family status, um, mm-hmm. you know, discrimination. Good point. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So mothers may also have to... I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm, I'm drunk. That's okay. Um, <laughs> lack of sleep after baby... Uh, may contribute heavily to relationship problems after the baby. Yes. Yeah. And we're both a fan of our sleep. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about the fact that I've been taking a nap like every two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you about my 730 nap last started. night. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no. You can't do that if you got babies. No, they're going to keep you up. You got to pay attention to them. It's so much. It's so much. And... Yeah. Babies are not fucking cheap, okay? No, they are not. Diapers, food. Like, okay, me and one of my best friends, Jenny, were just talking about this the other day. She was like, I spend $1,000 a month on groceries. How much do you guys spend? I feel like that's a lot. And I was like, I feel like that's a lot considering I have DoorDash Mm -hmm. making my food and having someone else. There is a chain of, of employees who make sure right. I get fed every day, and I still don't spend a thousand dollars a month. There's no way. No, and to do the math real quick, <laughs> <laughs> if you spend fifteen dollars, at least fifteen dollars, 
yeah um a day just to get that free delivery you know yeah um uh, fifteen dollars a day times 30 and that's 450 dollars a month right and i'm closer to 30 and that's still like 900 not even a yeah. thousand not even and again i don't have the stress of having to cook it store it Put it away. like. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, how do you cook when you've got a baby who needs to be changed and needs attention? And right. This, that, and the or other. needs like, help with his homework or whatever. Yeah. And you're supposed to cook meals in between all of this bullshit? Or right now when they're, like, relying you on you as their teacher, too. Because, like, everyone is homeschooled right. right now. No, that's a great point. Fuck. Mm. Yeah. Bad time to have a baby. No. I know you can plan it and foresee yeah, this, but <laughs> <laughs> but also after a baby, your partner is no longer the most important person in your life. So I would have a huge trouble with that. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm we an all know that I, Yeah, I like my attention. I would not have a podcast, be a stand-up comic, be a producer, and be the boss of my job if I didn't have an unhealthy need for attention. No. No. Okay. Imagine trying to do this podcast for the third time (laughs) with a kid crying in the background. You know? I feel bad enough with a puppy behind the door who just wants my love and attention. Yeah, no doubt. Imagine it is, you know, something that's like you... uh, yeah. No. That, that that would be so rough. It would be a hard ego knock for me, for sure, you know. And I'm sure it would be for anybody. But, like, you know, like, when you're a dude, like, you're just a regular dude. Like, this happened to you, you know. Like, you were in a marriage, and then all of a sudden, you're not the most important person in your life anymore. Right. That's got to be tough. And there's got to be a little bit of, like, resentment with that, yes? Oh, for sure. Like, like yeah, it's kind of nice that, you know... Your spouse is taking care of your child and keeping it alive because, like, science and the law agrees that keeping children alive is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't you know? stress this enough. Please keep your child alive. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Keep your children alive. But at the same time, if it's like, Beth, if somebody is is paying more attention to a child to keep them alive and all this other stuff, like... Are you going to feel a little bit of resentment for that? Uh, yeah, I'd resent the shit out of that baby. Yeah, you know, and, and that becomes a thing. Yeah, for me it would. Uh, that's rough. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, another thing too you have to think about is like people with opposing views on parenting can contribute to relationship problems too. Like what if you can't agree on like discipline or what kind of activities they should be involved in Mm -hmm. you know like your kids are studs what if your ex-wife was like nope they can only be in athletes from now on yeah no that and that would be kind of rough i'd be like Um, no we're waiting on our pruitt jerseys (laughs) number zero number zero gotta get those in if anyone wants to make those for us by the way we would be totally cool with that (laughs) well you know i screen print now so we That's also, have we ever given a shout out to Amanda Harris Cutler for making us our shirts? We have not. No, we I, I let we mm, had to have, right? Not on the show, but I think on our, on on our Facebook page. I don't think How so. How did we not do it on the show? Anyway, our yeah. best little beanie ever, Amanda Harris Cutler, made us our official I'm with my brother, I'm with my sister shirts. 
We've been talking about it since, like, episode two. Hello. She's the best. So, thank you, Amanda. You are the best. Literally best person ever. We love you so much. The best little beanie ever. And I will... For Amanda Harris. Hell yeah. So... If anyone besides Amanda, so she, well, I mean, if she wants to make them, that's cool. (laughs) If anyone else has a line on jersey making, we would love Pruitt soccer jerseys. Yeah. Pruitt number zero. Yes. P-R-U-I-T-T. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we're like P-R-U-E. That's too French. Too French. Is it? I don't know. I never, I didn't realize that Pruitt was. Like Pruitt's? Pruitt's. Huh. No, I think I, uh, P R U I T T is Welsh. Welsh. Oh, okay. If it doesn't have a C Z, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Like Easy to identify. C Z is a dead giveaway. I'm a Polish. <laughs> skis, mm-hmm. skis, S K I. Yeah, usually. I was gonna say yeah. skis. Yeah. Good deal. Let's see. Mm. People have opposing views. Oh, yeah, but, like, what if you were, like, what if you're, like, I'm a cool mom. I'd rather have you drink in my house. And then, like, your husband was, like, no, I'd rather her not have you drink at all because you're not 21. Sure. No, that, that makes sense. That would cause huge problems in the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, that whole, ugh. And, and you've always got those nosy parents who, you know, in the middle of Target when your kid's having a fucking meltdown. Oh, Knows God. how to parent better than you do. Yeah. It's like, okay. All right, Becky. All right, Becky. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, do you know better or... Uh, right, like nobody or wants to just, hear a screaming Or are kid. you just a judgy cunt? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> I'd love to see your kid if it was my kid's Asian target. So fuck off, Becky. Right. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, relationships with other people will change after the baby. Yes. So your closest friends, um, maybe even your parents, you, the single friends that you used to hang out with before. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean... <sighs> You may find that you don't have as much in common with your childless friends anymore. Like, Mm. you know, I know that, like, my friends that have kids definitely, like, all, they have something that they get that I just don't, you know. Yeah. But also, conversely, you also can find yourself involved in the mommy wars, which I absolutely fucking Hey, okay. And you have a good like, example of this. Like, yes. Like, yeah. okay, so one of my friends is like, she has one kid, and then it's like, then there are people with more than one kid, and then it's like, oh, well, you uh, don't get what it's like because you only have one kid. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, or uh, parenting is just hard, and we could all be in this together. And we can all, like, try to, like, help each other and get through it. Or we can sit here and compare who has it harder. And, you know, too, with me, like, I know I have no kids. And, like, I have felt personally attacked by people online during the apocalypse who are like, oh, people without kids, what is your life like? Is it just (laughs) so easy? And I'm like, okay, I'm not saying it's not. 
But also loneliness is hard too, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And also you put yourself in that position to have more than one kid. So don't act like uh, that you're just dying on the cross of like more than one childrenism, the church of latter day, more than one child. <laughs> okay. Like you did that to yourself. You let your husband fuck you after one child was already driving you nuts. Right. So please don't act like you are the church of latter day everything. Well, and you also had a friend who was almost shamed because she only had one child, right? Yes, and that's and yeah. Like, that's when right. are you going to have a? When are you going to have the second child? When are you going to have another one? Well, never. How about never? How about we just do a really good job raising one kid, mm-hmm. and that would be real fucking cool. That would be swell. Actually, I have two friends that only have one kid that have had like the f- shame of that. Interesting. And it's complete bullshit. It's like, yeah, maybe focusing your a maybe having less people eating up resources on this planet wouldn't be such a bad thing. Yeah. And maybe we wouldn't be spreading coronavirus so fucking quickly if there were less people. How about that? But also maybe if you were just focusing all of your attention on one kid, that kid turns out to be a really great fucking kid. How about that? Maybe that kid is, like, super sweet and polite and, like, does everything that you ask him to do and doesn't, you know, like, respects right. the people around him. And, and doesn't, doesn't have to act- be thrown yeah. into competition day one. Exactly. It doesn't act like a little fucking maniac in public. <laughs> right. Or a demon, like even or some children demon. I'm related to. <laughs> so, so. Maybe having one child is okay. It's not so the worst thing ever. Don't get involved think. in the mommy wars. And even people with more than one kid, they still find a way to war with each other. It's like, oh, you put your kid in public school? Well, that's one way to live your life. Or oh. like, oh, you know, like... You haven't lost all your mom weight yet. Like, you know, it's just like they like their entire lives become wrapped. Their entire identity becomes wrapped around this competition with other people. And it's infuriating. Mm. Like, how about we all understand that this is a hard thing and then we all just support each other and get through it together. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy into the mommy wars. It's fucked up. Don't do it. I, I feel like that should be like a, a television series on TLC or something. Oh, completely. Mommy Wars. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like having a baby may actually improve relationships with family if you rely on them more to help. Oh, for and sure. I, I can attest to this because, like, you know, when my kids were very young, um, aunts and uncles that, you know, weren't really around before. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden started paying more attention and there was more family, you know, you're, you're almost, I wouldn't say forced into family activities, but it's like, what can I do? You value it more. Yeah. And what activities can I get into to where drinking is acceptable and my kids can come? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know? Oh, and yeah. And just in general, like, you know, um, you know, like if you need help babysitting or you just need a night away, like, sure, you know, your f- friends might not always be the ones there for you, or you might be scared to ask them, mm-hmm. or they might be the ones you want to go out with. So you're like, hey, mother in law, would you mind watching little Jimmy for tonight? Because 
I really need to get away and hang out with my friends for a night or I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. Sure. (laughs) So a lot of those relationships can improve for sure. Or Mm -hmm. conversely, you may find them strained if they prove to be unreliable. That's a good point. You know, I know a lot of people who thought that, and not even just family, like I know a lot of people like that I've met have said you know, you really find out who your friends are when you're in a situation like this. You know, like, you find out who's really there for you when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Cool, cool. So, yeah. um, new mothers often feel a slew of stressful things that men will not. For sure. Mm hmm. Um, so the first one is isolation from social activity, like we just covered. Yeah. You're a mom. All of your friends are single. You think you're going to the club at two o'clock in the morning? Nope. Nope. Your probably life is not. over, sis. <laughs> <laughs> not over, but you know what I mean. Your 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 life is different now. And yeah. you're not going to be able to do the same things that you used to do, you know? And. Also, like, one of the hugest things that men cannot possibly understand is, like, the negative feelings about your own body. Good point. You know, your body is not ever going to be the same as it used to be, you know? And I have friends that are personal trainers who their body is fucking rocking. Like, my body will never be even close to their postpartum body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... But they, everyone is always going to feel like my body is never going to be the same, you know? And it won't be. It won't be. And but it won't like... be. And, but you have to, like, understand. A, you have to be understanding. You never get to make comments about anyone's body, how long it's taking them to lose that weight or not. Mm-hmm. You have to be very sensitive about it. And you know what? If you're a dude, you have to deal with the fact that her body is never going to look the same. Yeah. Maybe don't come inside her next time if you're going to complain about it. Or maybe just be supportive and be like, baby, I love your titties no matter where they are at. That is probably like the best benefit of a child. Like, bigger titties. Them titties get big. Yeah. Yeah. Brian loves some postpartum titties. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I'm not afraid of a little lactation. It's, It's fine. Yeah. so also the postpartum depression that comes with yeah um, yeah having a child and i i I feel like i don't know personally but i would say 60 percent of that has got to come from your body will never be the same i mean you know i don't really know where a lot of it comes from like i think Mm -hmm. i think it's all accumulation of those things the knowledge that your life will never be the same Sure. Your whole, I mean, as a woman who just had that child, your life is no longer your own. And as a dude, you don't really feel that. You're like, well, my life is going to be different now, but your life is no longer about you. Your life is now about someone else. Right. And to, like, mourn that loss, to have that grief of your old life, Mm -hmm. I think is totally natural. So for women to feel that postpartum depression... Yeah, that's completely natural. And also to where it's like, yeah, you carry a baby inside your belly for nine months. And the love you feel for it. And now it's like external. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that I makes I know a lot difference. of people who love being pregnant and hate having children. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you're always going to have these feelings of not being good enough as a parent. But I think yeah. women especially feel that because of all, like, the mommy war stuff, you know? Like, you, you, everyone that is going through it help. for the first time, you know? Like, yeah. especially when you're in that first trial, like... You don't know if you're doing it right. I still feel this as an adult every day. I never know if I'm being an adult right every single day of my life. <laughs> no, no one does. Like when I take two hour naps every day, I'm like, do other people do this? Am I completely like, do I have depression or something? And I just don't know it. What is wrong with me? Like, right. But imagine that over your care for another human being, like never yeah. knowing if you're doing things good enough or even right is a constant stress. Yeah. Yeah, and with that added stress, that can lead to physical health problems, mental health issues, like depression. Yeah. So it just so, seems like it's a weird, uh, vicious cycle. Yeah, and you know, yeah. like you have to just try to be more sensitive to moms. Like, it's very hard. I mean, and dads too, you know, dads go through a lot too, but mothers go through so much that men will never understand, you know, and... So you got to support your sisters. You got to be there for each other. Like, don't, don't mommy war each other. Don't be critical of each other. Support each other. Love each other. Be there for one each other. And like, that will help us to prevent all of these (laughs) negative side effects. Absolutely. And I know we brought this up in a previous episode. Maybe it was the same topic. Yeah. Um, but don't shame people who are breastfeeding in public. Like, oh my God, seriously. It's so stop it. natural. Like It is not a sexual thing at all. Like, it's this not is sexual. The, this is the most natural way of feeding your child. If your child is hungry and you're in the middle of Target. Yeah, maybe yeah. all that fucking chemical-ass formula you've been feeding your kid is exactly why it's such a little shit bag. Could be. You know? like Could be let women do their thing, you know, like every single workplace that I've had, by the way, I have to give credit to like always having some sort of little like room dedicated for like nursing moms and like stuff like that. Like, you know, I think workplaces are changing a lot in that respect, which is super cool. Like, but Mm -hmm. yeah, like every workplace that I've ever had has been super mom friendly. And like, you know, even the place where we had over 200 people, um, and there were a lot of people like sharing offices. They still had like a dedicated, like quiet room for nursing moms, yeah. which was real cool. But um, anyway, you know, sometimes things don't work out, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, when things don't work out, you have the added adjustment down the road that come with a blended family, right? And actually, sixteen percent of all children are living in a blended family, and that yeah. means having a step anything. Yeah, step my mom, hand is step raised. Dad, step sisters or brothers. Yeah. Yeah. My hand is raised on that one. My hand is raised on that one because I mean, pretty much everyone I've ever dated has had kids, and I'm mm-hmm. so cool with that. Like, I joke about not wanting kids, but like, I don't want my own kids. I love other people's kids. I have mm-hmm. been a great step parent my whole life. Like I have a stepkid who is always in forever my stepkid and his mom, my father, his father and me did not work out. Um, he's actually the person I talk about on the show more than anything <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with bad examples. But his mother and I are ride or die like BFFs and 
you know, that will always be my step kid. And I always tell her that that kid will always have my heart and soul. Mm -hmm. And I will fucking hide bodies for that kid. Like if anybody has a problem, if he ever has a problem, he always knows he can go to me, you know, four years after our not being together anymore. Like, I went to his first orthodontist appointment when me and his dad weren't even together anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's how ride or die I am for that kid. And, you know, like, blended families are difficult, but you also have to be prepared for yourself if you are someone without kids for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I have other kids that I've had relationships with that I had to let go of and mourn the loss of those kids on top of it, you know. So it's no, no joke. You definitely have to be really serious about the blended families that come along with all of this, too. And it's something that's going to happen. Like, 16%, I feel like, is low, don't I you? I feel like it's low, yeah. Yeah. That's really low. Um, but, again, that's also just uh, the marriages. Like, you have to think, mm-hmm. too, like, this is just what's recorded. Right. It's kind of like how we were talking about on uh, the uh, interracial relationships episode. Like mm-hmm. it's only we only have recorded how many marriages are interracial because it's something that goes into public record. Yeah. And so. not necessarily the relationships that exactly. are Exactly. Gotcha. So also um, mothers tend to be the primary resident or residential parent after divorce in five out of six cases. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's fucking crazy. And you know what's crazy about that is like, I know so many dads who have like fought so hard mm-hmm. for custody from like a piece of shit mom that did not deserve custody, but got custody because she's the mom. And that's She's it. the mom. Yeah. And um, not to say that my ex-wife was, is a piece of shit or was a piece of shit, but it's kind of like, I know my kid. I, I you deserve that more custody nail. of your parents than you have. Yeah, and I fought that tooth and nail until I put myself into um, debt and almost bankruptcy. And it's kind of like you know what, my kids are taken care of. They're you know, right. she's not a crackhead. It's fine, right? Let but her you have do it. deserve more custody of your kids than you have, and that's kind oh, of oh for up. sure, yeah. for sure. So, you know, just always be prepared that if something doesn't work out, that it's going to be really hard. So, yeah. But there are things that you can do to make sure that it works. Yeah. Like you can make time for yourself and your partner. Yes. Always remember that that is the foundation of those children. No, that's a great point. And I think that's where the extra help from the extended family comes in. Yep. You know, if if you got to call your distant aunt and say, hey, how'd you like to take care of the boys tonight? Right. Or, you know, like, I know that my mom um, would rely on my dad's family a lot. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I have to work. He's in Arizona. Would you guys be able to help me during the summer when they're home all summer? And we would go to my aunt and uncles and my grandmas and they would just all trade us out like throughout the week. Sure. While no one was busy so that we were all taken care of so that mom could go to work. And then mom would come, you know, down to the beach over the weekend. And then, you know, like the cycle would repeat. And it was great because then we got to form all of these really strong relationships with that side of the family. Oh, that's a great point. No. You know, that we never would have. So I think, you know, not only being afraid to reach out, don't be afraid to reach out because of your own sanity 
and your mm-hmm. own needs, but also it's good for the kids to be around their family, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. And, you know, thinking back on it, I'm sure my parents had to do the same thing. And maybe I wouldn't have had a relationship with my cousins, my uncle. Yeah. If that didn't happen, if they didn't need their help, you know? For sure, yeah. Cousin Brandy, you're great. (laughs) We love you so much. Me and Cousin Brandy just want you to move to North Carolina, Brian. We're here to help and support you. (laughs) (laughs) But also, don't be afraid to reach out for professional help as well. Like, professional therapy, and we cannot say this enough on the show, like, going to therapy is not only healthy, but it's very natural, and... It is an entire vast, wide industry for a reason. Like, go get therapy. Get telehealth. Like, you can phone a therapist. You can Skype a therapist. Like, if you're sitting there and the kids are all tearing each other's hair out and screaming in the background, they will still sit there and talk to you. Yeah. And help you through it. Like, they're there for a reason. It is covered by health insurance for a reason. Like, be used... If your body, if your brain isn't working, the rest of your body isn't working. That's and you're a good no point. Good, you're no good to anyone else if you yourself aren't healthy. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we we, we, um, we knock on these Tinder profiles that, oh, my kids are my my world. But no, if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anyone else. Exactly. You should be right. your own world first. And then mm-hmm. once your world is covered, then you can take care of the kids. And there have been people out there that have had kids before you, friends, family. Yep. Reach out to them for help. They can. They you know, know. They get it. They know. Yeah. They've been through it before. For sure. For sure. And then, of course, there's parenting groups out there. You know, like <laughs> I know my mom did Parents Without Partners um, when she like when we were kids, and like that was like a really fun group that just got together. And I remember all these like social gatherings that we would go to just in the park. Where, like, you know, like, the parents could meet other parents that didn't Mm -hmm. have a partner. And then the kids would all hang out. And, like, you know, there's just, like... But be careful with that. Because, again, you can be... The mommy wars. Like, if it's, like, a mom's running group, then it's probably just a bunch of, like, stuck-up bitches in your neighborhood who want to shame each other, fat-shame each other. But, like, a group of, like, parents without partners. Okay, you're all single, working parents who, like want to get out and socialize for a bit. Like that's a good group. So just be mindful of like the type of people that are in a group that are in a parenting group, but they are a good source if they're a good one. So (laughs) absolutely. And I wonder if there's like some type of parenting group that it's like, you can kind of rotate who takes care of the kids. Like, let's say you've got six girlfriends who all have kids and like this week it's Vanessa's turn to watch the kids while the other five go out. Oh, I'm sure there's stuff like that. There's got to be. That seems like a good idea. Do that. Yeah. Or they all share a babysitter. Yeah. Maybe there's like... Where they can recommend a babysitter or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I like it too. So... Cool. So... Yeah. That the, was... Um, the third Children time. and <laughs> relationships. And yeah. We, I can we, confirm we made it through with my entire recording being... It's there. still recording? Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Well, (laughs) Brian, are we on to our new favorite? I love this, yeah. Our new favorite segment. 
Yeah, I'm actually going through my screenshots now. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have one if you want me to start, which... Yeah, okay. go for it. This is the What the Frank Tinder Profile of the Week. <laughs> we have decided to add this little segment because there's just so many that are insane. And this one is... <laughs> really wow there's so many things that this encapsulates my what the frank profile of the week um this is preston he is 35 he lives in greenville the reason i probably swiped across him is because i was in greenville last weekend (laughs) makes sense or no the weekend before sorry uh but he says i am just a very average guy Already really selling it, Preston. Thanks. Yeah, Um, left. (laughs) Left. I like all kinds of different things. Almost Mm. everything, really. You will have to conversation with me to find out what really drives me. Conversation with me. Again, that was all one sentence. (laughs) I like all kinds of different things. Almost everything, really, you will have to find a conversation. You will have to have a conversation with me to find out what really drives me. Ooh, so intrigued. Mysterious. But he goes on to then say, I enjoy video games and movies. Dot, dot, dot. Just driving around. Wait, what? Just driving around? Just driving around. Like a psychopath. Right. But also, I enjoy, like, he's like, you'll have to conversation with me (laughs) to find out what really drives me. But then he's like, just psych. I enjoy video games and movies. Dot, 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 just <laughs> driving around. <laughs> mm, okay. I feel like he has sex with his socks on. Oh, uh, it gets better. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay. The biggest defining characteristic I may have is I almost solely drink Dr. Pepper unless at a restaurant. And then you step it up, you become more classy all of a sudden. <laughs> like, what the fuck? First of all, this there's so much to unpack. Okay, first of all, the biggest defining characteristic I may have, this is like driving it home or really selling it that defines me as a human being. Mm-hmm. I almost exclusively drink Dr. Pepper unless at a restaurant. Dr. Pepper. Okay. Mm. He doesn't stop there. Oh, God. Make it stop. <laughs> okay. I can't really do the typical list of favorites. What? I thought you just said you enjoyed enjoyed video games and movies and driving around. And Dr. Pepper. And Dr. Pepper. But okay. (laughs) Uh, Then it says, all food is pretty much my favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Unless it's green and mushy. In parentheses, guacamole, barf emoji. And I don't know how it tastes. I don't like this guy. He. (sighs) (laughs) All food is pretty much my favorite, unless it's green and mushy. Green and mushy. Guacamole. (laughs) And I don't don't know how it tastes. He hates it, but he doesn't know how it tastes. If you don't like guacamole, if you don't like anything without knowing how it tastes, you're already stupid. But if you don't like guacamole... Yeah. You're even more stupid. What the Frank, Preston? What the Frank, Preston? 
I would also like to add, like, if we happen to read one of your Tinder profiles on the show, please contact us. You better get at us. Yeah, contact us, and we will give you a free T-shirt or something. We will. We'll give you a free T-shirt. I will definitely slave in my basement making a T-shirt for who if we read your profile. Yes, oh my god! But only if you let us rewrite your profile. Yes. I feel like that should be a Let Patreon service your that we offer. Yeah. Ooh, this should be this could be a whole nother segment. Beth and Brian rewrite your profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And send it, us you your know, shitty, terrible profile and we'll rewrite it for you and we'll send you a t shirt. I like it. Okay. And let us know how it works for you. Yeah. F and B podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, the letters Frank November Bravo podcast at gmail dot com. All right, Brian, All right. who do you got? Who is your what my what the, the Frank? What the Frank? <laughs> <laughs> my what the Frank profile this week comes from Melanie. Melanie is 40 years old. Currently a full-time student looking to achieve a degree. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the edge why of would, my seat. I mean, but no, like, why Why would you be a full-time student if you're not looking to achieve a degree? I no. Is there more? You, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah, there's more. <clears throat> okay. Super busy. And so I need some quotes, air quotes, <laughs> blow oh off steam, end quotes. I time. need some blow off steam time. <laughs> what does that mean to you, Beth? It means suck a dick time. Yeah. <laughs> That's that dirty time. I like <clears throat> it. I mean, I'm here for it. I get it. Okay. She's like, girl, I just, she's like, I'm busy. I just need to get it in. Yeah. Um, must be six feet tall, and I love big, big, sexy men. Okay. So here we go. Like, when you limit, like, whenever you have those hard limits, like, good luck. Honestly. Yeah. Because I'm sure I there's mean, some. Like, di- I'm 5'6. I'm like taller for a girl, but I don't care how tall a dude is. Five six is about right, but I mean, like, there's probably some five three dudes out there who would tear you the fuck up. If a dude was five three and he could pick me up and slam me against the wall, I mean, I don't are you ca- mad? I don't care if he does solely <laughs> drink Dr Pepper at the mm. restaurant. <laughs> mm. I want to know what he drinks at the restaurant. Though. I like, do. Want, I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm 100 percent sure I swiped left. <laughs> so must be at least six feet tall. I love big, sexy, sexy men. I mean, you're a big, sexy looking... man. I'm sorry. You're a big, sexy man, Brian. I I would put myself into that class, sure. Yeah. Um, but not looking for friends with benefits or one night stands. Okay, here we go. But you're busy. Here we go. <laughs> okay, Melanie. But what is your like whoosh, 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 blow off steam time? Right. Okay, yes. you need to blow off steam. Uh-huh. You uh, are busy. You're a busy woman. You're busy. You're students. obviously a student. You're a busy woman. You need some blow off, blow off steam time. But, but you're not looking for a friends with benefits. And I feel only like if that's you all you have time. Over. Right. <clears throat> Please come with respect. Please so tell I me don't it said have... C U M. Wait, I'm sorry. Did it say nope. C U M? Come. Nope, okay. C-O-M-E. Oh, darn Please it. come with respect so I don't have to come out of character. Kissy oh. face emoji. Okay. <laughs> okay. Honestly. 
And then I am looking for my future. So if you are about games, don't bring them this way. She don't play games. She don't play no games. She's perfect no for time trash for blood. Trash blood, our friend's oh. podcast, who always says they don't play games. So there's activities. No time. No time. Three kids, two dogs. Whoa! <laughs> Hold right. on a second. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> right. So, I mean, like, why is this the, the what the fuck? Because Or what the frank? Because the blow off steam, the six feet tall, big sexy It's a little contradictory, and it's a little specific. It, it's too specific. Like, you... But also I, contradictory. I, the contradictory is what really bothers me. You know, it, that's and that's why it made the what the what the Frank Tinder profile of the week. Um, you, you know, I, I to me that's like saying if you don't have thirty six double D's, oh don't totally, bother. don't bother. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like that's yeah, that's kind of like saying that that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what? Not a fan. What? Good things come in small packages sometimes. You know, and I've heard through the grapevine that, like, little dudes have got the biggest dicks. I'm just saying. I can confirm that um, some of the smallest dudes I've dated have had the biggest dicks. Yeah. So when you put a limit on six foot, you might be... And also a huge dick is no good if you have nothing, if you have no idea how to use it or if you don't eat puss. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. And height has nothing to do with that. Exactly. And if you're looking for some blow-off steam time... Yeah, then you're not looking for your future, sis, okay? Hey. And no guy read past <laughs> that. They saw blow-off no. steam time, and they went, blowjob, beep. Yes. Swipe right. Yep. So when, you, when it comes in a conversation later that they're surprised to find out you had three kids and two dogs, mm-hmm. don't be shocked. Right, because they got to that point and, and then they didn't stop right. listening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no. Good old Melanie, forty years old. Yeah, what in the hell, girl? Mm, what, what the, the Frank? Frank? What the Frank? What the Frank, Melanie? Mm. Well, you know, I don't. I didn't save Preston's photo, but he may be over six feet tall. So and maybe they can get together and drink maybe Dr Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well oh, yeah i don't have any shout outs for the week brian do you i mean i'm gonna give another shout out to um blame it on the vag oh okay and podcast. I'll, I'll also give another shout out to boojum brewing company absolutely they have supplied my ruby blood orange pale ale today which i am ever okay. so intoxicated off of Besides, you know who we haven't given a shout out to in forever, and we need to every single Samantha episode. Samantha Hunt. Samantha fucking Hunt for giving us our glorious, beautiful theme song. Yeah, we always forget her, and I hate that. But yeah, yeah Samantha Hunt. Um, She's the best ever. Yeah, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, follow her around. If you're not in Northwest Arkansas, definitely still follow uh, her. Yeah, follow her on all the social media. She's great. Uh, she might even make your podcast a rad song. Absolutely. For a small fee. It better it, it surely it's gone up by now. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. 
Cool, cool. Uh, all right, man. Well, um, we uh, fucking did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> our third, our third try at this. Finally, topic. fucking a, man. Well, let's here just, we are. Let's call it a day before we fucking fuck it up somehow. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, don't have kids, you little face of <laughs> And if you do, keep them alive. Take, take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies.